my friends. Welcome back to another episode of you guys. <laughs> I forgot the name of my podcast show for a hot minute. Trauma to Triumph. That's that's it. That's the name. I'm launching another podcast show called The Trauma Informed Coach in probably about a week. And so I've been doing a bunch of episodes like back to back to back. I'm batching a bunch of them. And I had a brain fart and I forgot which show this was. So welcome to Trauma to Triumph. I'm Annabelle Ingleton and I'm your host. I'm a trauma-informed coach. I help people heal the effects of trauma from their brain and body. And you are listening to which episode? I think we're like on 43, 44, guys. I'm pretty excited about that. I love that we've been doing, I've been doing this over a year. Missed a couple weeks, but it was okay. And I'm just, I love this show so much. I hope you guys get a lot of value from it. So many, I get so many messages from you, people telling me that you've never paid me a dollar, that you listen to the podcast show, you follow me on Instagram, you watch my IGTV videos, and that just on all the free content that I share, you've healed and done so much work for yourself and have transformed your traumas. And that makes me so happy. That is exactly my goal with all the content that I share. Um, it just makes my day whenever I get those messages and, and listen, if that's the case for you, can you hook a sister up with a review on the podcast, wherever you listen to it? If you're listening to it on Spotify or Stitcher or Google podcasts or Amazon, I think Amazon has podcasts now I'm everywhere, but if you're or Apple, if you're listening to it, I would love a review. It would take you like two minutes, you guys to write a review all the stars, give me all the stars, whatever you want to say. I'm okay with it, but it helps. It helps the show a lot. Okay. So this week we're going to talk about tools to help you with emotional regulation or emotional regulation tools. I don't know what, what to call it, but we're, we're going to come up with the title, but basically people always ask me, how do I learn to regulate my emotions? How do I learn to manage the highs and lows of activation so that I can create a more flexible nervous system so that I'm not constantly living in one of the two, you know, survival states of sympathetic fight or flight or the dorsal vagal shutdown of disconnection and immobilization. And I realized how the heck have I never done a fucking episode on this? <laughs> like a year into it, I look it, I'm human. I, I, I obviously forgot this. But this is a pretty essential episode, okay? So we're going to talk about a bunch of things that the, my, my favorite tools that I use to regulate, to help myself calm down, to bring yourself back down to calm when you're activated, okay? Um, and I'm going to explain a little bit why we, we do this. Why emotional regulation? What the hell does that have to do with trauma? Like, can, can you explain the correlation? Trauma, the event of trauma or an attachment wound creates it creates um an inflexible nervous system it creates it so your nervous system your emotions are always in a shutdown state of like sadness depression loneliness all the things or you're in a survival state of fight or flight which is more like angry anxiety worry fear stress things like that and if you're always in one of those two states you are always in a heightened state of alert and 
you're typically never moving up the polyvagal ladder and you're not accessing more safe and connected energy. You're always thinking you're hypervigilant, you're worried, you're sad. You're probably more compelled to think that bad things are going to happen. You're always alert. Um, you're just not, you don't feel safe and you don't feel connected and safety and connection is a state of that's the ventral vagal state. That's what I call green. That's your state of social engagement. And if you're not actively feeling ventral vagal green, then you're in one of the, the other two states, or maybe you're in a blended state. Ideally you have a blended state of like green with yellow with green with sympathetic right some ventral vagal with with that that energized state which would make it more like play and working and you have the energy to do stuff and dance and things like that or you're in a blended state of ventral vagal with um, dorsal vagal uh, which is that immobilized state so that's like a state of like rest and calm and maybe you're meditating maybe you're taking a nap maybe you're doing yoga maybe you're um, making love doing something slow but you feel safe and connected i have plenty of clients guys who when i meet them and we're doing we start doing the work they don't they can't think of a ventral vagal state they don't they don't they haven't accessed that they don't know what that feels like because they're constantly in one of the two survival states and this creates emotional dysregulation this creates an inflexible nervous system and an inflexible nervous system doesn't know how to manage the highs and lows so you need to learn how to manage the highs and lows and there's things that you can actually do physical things that engage your nervous system that actually um, press on that vagal break so if you're in a heightened state of fight or flight you actually need to press on the brake you need to calm down and you need to um, engage that vagal break to bring you down the ladder and then bring you back up to some ventral vagal energy so these things help engage that vagal break and they work that polyvagal muscle and they strengthen your ability to regulate your emotions they help you calm yourself down the ways that you know you're healing is the frequency duration and um, intensity of your heightened states of emotion are lessened so they don't happen as often they don't last as long and the intensity isn't as high so when you're doing more of these things that help regulate your emotions you aren't being triggered as often you don't it when you do get triggered maybe it doesn't last that long and it's not as 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 intense as it normally was so the more you do these things the more your body starts like learning that it can calm down you don't believe the trigger all the time you're questioning it you're working with your mind a little bit more or you're using these tools to calm yourself down okay so these are all things that i suggest to my clients these are tools that i help that i use myself that help me a lot um, so let's get to it. So we're going to talk about the first one. So the first one is the probably the one that you guys have all heard the most, and it's breathing, breath work. Breathing is the number one thing that engages the vagal break. It will literally slow your heart rate down and naturally calm you down. You've seen people when they have like panic attacks or things, they say, breathe, breathe, okay, breathe in and out. And it's because it literally presses on the vagal break and it calms you down. So, um, breathing is amazing. 
Um, there's so many different types of breath work. You could do like a breath work session with a coach. You can just do five inhales and exhales, you know, slowly. Um, you could, there's online breath technique apps and there's lots of different ways to do breathing, you know, that will help engage the vagal break. I, I always just suggest four, four deep breaths, um, five seconds of an inhale and five seconds of an exhale, or sometimes five seconds in and 15 seconds out. So anything that's just going to help engage that vagal break and it's, it will bring you down. If you are in like a survival state, if you're in the sympathetic state of fight or flight, okay, of, mo- of mobilization, of energized, this is going to definitely push on the break. So this is a, the most natural, easiest, fastest, most accessible, I think, tool to use to regulate your emotions. It will calm you down. Maybe not as quickly and as fast initially, but it will. Okay. So that's the first one I always recommend to people. Um, breath work also, like if you do a breath work session with someone, I've done breath work sessions that are just transformative and completely healing and you can process freaking trauma. So if you want to go that deep, go by all means, do it with a teacher that knows what they're doing, but just the, your breath alone can help that vagal break. Okay. So the next one I recommend to people is grounding. So grounding is basically anything that engages the five senses and what I believe that this does is you're doing stuff that kind of, in my opinion, what it's doing is it's getting you out of your head and out of your emotions and help helping you focus on something else other than your emotions. So one of the most common things that people I've heard people say is they walk outside in the grass barefoot and they close their eyes and they focus on feeling like the grass and the dirt on their feet And they focus on like, what's the temperature? What's the texture? What is, you know, the feeling on, you know, was there pain? Is it, does it feel good? Or you're just focusing on the, on the act itself. And so it's, it helps get you out of your head and out of your emotions, right? You're focusing on, on a physical thing. So doing, they they call that grounding and you just walk around the grass anywhere. I mean, listen, you can walk on a hot, walk on a hot pavement or whatever, but grass is obviously safer. It's not going to burn you maybe depending on where you're at and it helps connect you to something else to one of your other five senses okay something else you can do that engages your other senses is like you can put your hands in like cold water like with ice um you can um you can touch kinetic kinetic sand i think that's what it's called through your fingers and feel it you could take a hot shower you could take a hot bath or a cold bath or a cold shower anything that's going to help you feel sensations on your body and get you kind of out of your head and out of your emotions okay so these are this is very helpful so this is called grounding and then there's other ways you could do grounding like i've I can't think of them off the top of my head. I probably should have written these down, but those are the things that I recommend to my clients. All right. Another thing is mother nature, uh, being outside, being in by the beach, being in a forest, walking on a, in a hike. Mother nature is, is, has so much regulating sources. It is really, really helpful. It, uh, actually can trees and flowers and, and the sun and the breeze and water is very regulating it. There's energy in 
mother nature and it can create it's it's almost like like you're co-regulating with mother nature it can calm you down so what's what's something that you like doing do you want to like go outside and go for a drive and then go to a beach and then just walk around on this fill the sand and hear the water and feel the breeze and smell the you know the salty beach water that's it's very regulating some people have I've, I've heard people say like i grew up near the beach and they feel very dysregulated if they're if they've been like a city too long and they literally will say like i i i feel better when i'm near the water or if like they're used to living by a lake or things like that like they're just their nervous system is used to that and that's what calms them down and they, and they, they go back to it when they're not feeling good so walking outside having the sun hit you um you know, again, like at the beach and going for a hike or somewhere where there's like a lot of trees and there's flowers and you can just look at the textures and the trees, but them just seeing them alone and feeling them is very regulating for people. So it's a, it's a way to feel the energy of mother nature and that calms you down. Okay. So that's another way to calm yourself down if you're not feeling too good. This is something I actually do a lot. Like I, I have been in times where I've been really dysregulated and I will go for a walk outside and it helps me so much and but because it engages something else there's another another thing and it's that's the next thing that I was going to talk about and it's actually moving your body so moving your body going for a walk outside you're you're doing two things right You're, you're using two tools to calm yourself down so taking a walk even if it's a really slow walk um, helps me I'm getting the sun on me or if it's sunset that's really helpful um, it's breezy it's nice it feels good outside um, moving your body helps it can help calm you down if you're really hyped up and you're just taking a slow walk it can help if you're in a state of shutdown which is a state of immobilization and like disconnection then walking will help get your get you up that polyvagal ladder which is really really helpful Okay, so moving your body in any way, you could dance, that'll get you, get the blood flowing, right? It'll get you, get get you more energized if you're in a shutdown state. Um, Stretching, yoga, anything that's going to help you move your body, especially if you're in a shutdown state is really, really helpful. So anything I I recommend that that helps you move your body is going to be really helpful. Okay. Um, another one that I love using is journaling or writing or doing a brain dump or a thought download. Basically, a lot of times when we're anxious or upset, we sometimes we just need to like talk to someone or do something, you know, like get it out, like express ourselves. And if you're by yourself and you can't, and listen, these are all things, guys, that you do by yourself. I can do, I haven't done an episode on co-regulation and I probably should, maybe I'll do it next week, but this, these are all tools that are, you can use by yourself. It's important in my opinion to learn emotional regulation by yourself because you, we want to be, we want to be self-sufficient. We want to be independently regulated, not dependent on outside things or outside people to regulate us. Cause guys, guess what, what's going to happen if you like god forbid right but like if you're on a deserted island and no one's there to help you it's going to be a little hard to regulate yourself when if you're always used to just co-regulation with someone to talk to all the time right but if you do these things these are all things that you could do literally by yourself and i recommend first learning regulation by yourself and then help bringing other people in because believe it's amazing to co-regulate with someone hug someone lay with someone nap with someone um 
you know, just anything like that. Like talk with someone. I know my my best friend Amber, like her and I will talk on the phone for hours. I let it all out. She lets it all out. We feel great after, right? So um, it's super helpful. But the journaling part um, is, I recommend that because it's like talking, but not to someone, to yourself. (laughs) And you're writing it all down. A lot of times getting it all out on paper and seeing it is really helpful. Um, It's ironically it's it's just like you basically it's like you're getting everything out and you didn't even have to like yell at someone or cry to someone you just get everything out um and then you get to read read it and you can see your thoughts on paper and you can kind of see like hey what's going on in your mind and sometimes you'll see that like you're worrying about stuff that maybe isn't even something you need to worry about or if you see like some of these thoughts are i could see why i'm so dysregulated these thoughts aren't very helpful they're gonna they would dysregulate anybody right so it's helpful to see what you're thinking um so that so that's journaling and and the journaling that i would do the one that i recommend is just literally a thought download get everything out of your head and get it all out on paper whether you write it or you like text it to yourself or you send yourself an email anything like that is going to be really helpful okay um, the next one is it's kind of it's not weird. I wouldn't say it's weird, but I think it's really helpful. And it's crying, if especially if you're in a shutdown state. Um, there's something really regulating about crying. Like it it helps you express an emotion, and it really can help. It can it can help calm you down. I can see how if you're like in hyperventilating, crying, like create, you know, if you're, it's too much, that probably isn't helpful. But if you're just doing like a good, deep, soulful cry, it really can really help you. It helps me when I'm in shutdown. Crying is such a good way to help me get back up. It works for me. It may not work for you. And listen, some of these things may not work for you. I'm not saying that they're all going to work. You're going to find the, the tools, the ones that are probably the best for you. Crying, that shit works for me all day. If I'm in shutdown, it's really, it helps me release. Um, so yeah, crying's another one. Um, oh my, and my air conditioning just shut off and hopefully it sounds better. Um, another one is meditation or visualizations. So this one's a little bit more, I would say it's more advanced because you're engaging your mind, you're engaging your thoughts and you kind of have to like shut your own mind off and focus on something else. So it, I believe it's a more advanced regulation tool, but a tool nonetheless. So you can listen to, I recommend a guided meditation, just someone that's like walking you through, um, a guy, yeah, just a guided tour through like you picturing stuff, um, or guided visualization, pretty much the same thing. It's really helpful. It helps you get your mind off of maybe whatever you were thinking it will help you a lot of times they involve a lot of deep breathing and it can just really help calm you down. It's almost like co-regulation. It's not you. It's someone else there with you in your, in your earbuds and it's really helpful. So I, I really, I really like visualizations. They're really, really helpful for me when I'm stressed out. And the last one is self-talk or mindset strategy or thought work. The reason I believe I, I use this as the last one, because I do think it's a more advanced emotional regulation tool. When you are in a survival state, your prefrontal cortex, your ability, your cognitive function goes offline. You don't really have that resource to, to, to bring in and help you think of stuff and help you get access to like better thoughts. So when you're more new to emotional regulation, this might not, this probably won't work for you very well. The more you get more into 
calming yourself down faster and you're not and your triggers aren't as high high end like you're not your emotional intensity isn't as high end self-talk works like that th- this is my favorite form of um emotional regulation i catch myself um very quickly i use this thing called a clarifying question i'll i'll put it in the show notes and basically what that is is i think to myself in this moment in this place with this person or these people or by myself is this response needed like if i, if I find myself i'm freaking out a little bit i'm like do i need to be reacting this way this the way am i i'm angry like is this response needed right now and I'll be really honest. I'll look. I'll I'll look at myself with curiosity, and I'll say, "Okay, I'm a little hyped up. This probably does this event or this thing circumstance doesn't merit this response." And I'll say, "Okay, it doesn't. If it doesn't, if the answer is no, more than likely I got triggered, and it was I'm having an exaggerated response or just a heightened response to something maybe that's that looks like a past event. It may not be the the current thing that's happening. Okay, so, um." that clarifying question really helps me. And then if I know that it's a trigger, then I'll think, okay, the next question that I ask myself is if I brought in some more ventral vagal energy and I was looking at it from a ventral space, a more safe and connected space, how would I be approaching this moment? How would I be um, viewing and reacting to the circumstance? And if I felt really safe with this person, let's say it's someone did something. If I felt really safe with this person, if I really, if I felt really connected, I probably wouldn't have the same response. So I asked myself, how would I approach this if I felt safe and connected? And guys, this helps so much. Like you will look at it. Hopefully it'll give you a very different point of view and you'll have a different response and you'll, it more than likely will calm you down. This is a question that I help. I make all my clients use. Like this is like the main by the time we're done working together, they should know this question by heart because we use this so often, like on a daily basis. If this is a tool that they're using to regulate, they know the clarifying question and it's really, really helpful. So, um, and then once you're looking at it from a more ventral place, it calms you down. Okay. It offers a different perspective and then hopefully you can have a different, different response and it calms you down. So, that's the, that's the question that I ask in order to calm myself down if I'm dysregulated and I'm using self-talk. Okay. Um, that's just the preferred thing that I use. There's, I'm sure there's a ton of different other things. Um, the second thing that I mostly like to use is the trauma informed model for change. So the trauma informed model looks like this and it's a model that you can plug in a situation and it's circumstances create a neuroception of either safety or threat. So you plug in like, am I having a neuroception of safety or threat right now? And obviously if you're triggered, then you would say I'm having one of threat. Okay. Which state did I go into sympathetic fight or flight or dorsal shutdown? So then let's just say it's, I'm in sympathetic fight or flight. Okay. That's the state I'm in. What's the emotion that I felt immediately after? Cause if you're in sympathetic, you're going to feel anxious, scared, you know, frustrated, whatever. So let's just say I'm angry. So angry is the emotion I plug in. And, and this is a worksheet I use and I, I have my clients use it. Um, so that's the emotion I'm feeling. And then what's the story that immediately follows that state of emotion. So I'll think, okay, what did I feel right now? What's the story that my brain automatically took me to? And this isn't something that it happens automatically, guys. It doesn't, it's not something that I just thought of your brain. I believe story follows state. Your st- you have a neuroception of safety or threat. You go into one of the survival states and then you have a story automatically. Um, and not necessarily a survival state, 
sometimes you go into a ventral vagal state and you're like, oh, he loves me. I love him too. And all this, the story's really pretty, but we're talking about dysregulation, right? So, um, you look at it from what's the story like, oh, he doesn't love me. Maybe he's cheating on me. Let's just say that's the story. And then what, so that's the story. So what action did, did is it creating me to do? And let's say I'm, um, texting, him back really like a mean text and what's the result that I'm getting from doing that action and the result is like now we're arguing and we're mad at each other because I blew up or something right so that's not a really helpful result so it's like if that's the result I'm getting what result do I actually want to get and I kind of do a backwards model on it and if we work backwards and say the result I really want is I want to feel safe and connected with my partner so, okay, if I want to feel safe and connected with my partner, what's an action that I would have taken in this circumstance? And then, so you're just going backwards. So I will share this in, um, in the show notes too, so you guys can have access to it. And, and then you just work your way back up. Like you're going to have a different, you're going to, what's going to change on the model is you're going to have a different thought. You're going to have a different action and you're going to have a, hopefully to have a different result and you're going to have a different, um, you're going to, if you view it from a state of like a neuroception of ventral vagal, right? Instead of a, a, a something safe, not threatening, you're going to have a very different emotion. You're probably going to feel like connected and nice and happy or whatever. And then, and then obviously you're going to have a different result. So those are the two mindset tools that I like, I prefer to use when using self-talk or mindset work to regulate my emotions again i believe this is a more advanced regulation tool but listen if you're if you're more advanced in your healing and this works for you like rock it do it all day it this is the my preferred way of working and managing my emotions there are times though that i get just really regulated af and i have to if i'm too usually only when i'm in shutdown um, it, I have to use one of the other things. I usually use grounding. I usually use mother nature. Like I go out for a walk. Um, I move my body. I do, I do things to get myself up the ladder. So the self-talk and mindset stuff is again, a more advanced tool, but if you're ready to do it by all means, use it every damn day. Okay. So these are the, um, tools for emotional regulation that I, uh, suggest to my clients. These are the ones that are my favorite ones. These are the things that I use, um, in my daily life and I recommend them to you all. I hope you use them. And if you do use them and they help you definitely reach out to me and let me know that they helped you. I love hearing your guys' stories and your healing journeys. I always want to support you. Um, I hope this was helpful. And guys, I think next week I'll probably talk about co-regulation because I, I don't think I've had an episode on it, which is surprising because that's weird. <laughs> Again, this one was weird. How have I never talked about this? Um, but I hope these were helpful. And you, if you guys have any questions, um, you know, you guys can always leave comments on the show notes or hit me up on Instagram um, or my email. And I will see you guys next week. All right. Talk to you soon. Have a good one. <laughs>